Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo. Yes, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. brings you the life of Riley. <laughs> Prowl, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff, leaves hair radiantly lovely, presents the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Ever since the release of a new motion picture called The Life of Riley, concerning the comic headaches of one Chester A. Riley, our own Chester A. Riley's friends have been making comparisons between him and the Riley in the movie. And our hero is furious, for he doesn't see the slightest resemblance between himself and the not-too-bright character of the picture. Our Riley sees himself as a, well, let's eavesdrop on some of Riley's favorite daydreams. Right now, he's lying on the couch, dozing, and seeing himself as Riley, the intellectual giant. And now, fellow scientists, I would like to speak on the atom bomb. The atom bomb, as you all know, consists of neutrons, electrons, and croutons. <laughs> In order to make the atom bomb, you take the neutrons, electrons, and croutons, mix them with uranium, plutonium, and palladium, <laughs> and then you add... That is a military secret. Any questions? Ah, I see my distinguished colleague, Professor Albert Einstein, has his hand up. Okay, Professor, you may leave the room. <laughs> and then there is Chester Riley, the irresistible Casanova. It's no use, my dear, but I can never love you. I will always be faithful to my wife. I know you're beautiful, but it's no use. I can never be yours. Get off your knees. It's no use begging. Oh, all right, just one last kiss. But after that, Rita, you'll have to go back to your alley. 
And then there is Chester Riley, or rather, Operative K-6 of the United States Secret Service. You can beat me, you can torture me, but it won't do you any good. You'll never get the plans of our secret jet bomber. I tore them into little pieces and ate them. Ha, ha, ha. It's no use bringing in that X-ray machine. I knew you'd try that, but I outwitted you. Five minutes ago, I operated on myself and removed my stomach. So you'll never learn the secret, you rats. You're dealing with no guts, Riley. <laughs> Riley, dinner's ready. Aren't you coming to eat? Ah, it's too late. Five minutes ago, I removed my stomach. What? Huh? Well? Huh? Oh, oh, it's you, Peg. Well, what on earth are you talking about? Oh, n- nothing. Just thinking out loud. Well, dinner's ready. Why are we eating so early? Well, I, I thought we'd take in a movie tonight. No, I'm tired. Oh, I? come on, let's go. No, you you go, Peg. I'll stay home. Oh, but you've got to go. You just got to, Daddy. George is coming over tonight. George? Who's George? George Cameron. A boy? Well, I met him at school, and he said he dropped in tonight. Oh. Oh, so that's it. So that's why you want to get me out of the house. You're ashamed of me. I, I am not. You don't want me to meet your fancy college friends because I'm ignorant. Oh, you're not ignorant. Don't contradict me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Riley, you're being perfectly ridiculous. When a young girl is entertaining a boy, it's perfectly natural for her to want to be alone. Yeah, what's natural about it? You didn't act that way with me. You weren't ashamed of your father. Every night I came to see you, he sat right there on the couch between us. <laughs> That was for a different reason. He didn't trust you. Daddy, why are you making such a fuss I about... I don't want to hear another word. But, Daddy... I just want to ask one question. I'm the boss around here. I pay the bills. I'm the head of the house. When I say I'm going to stay in tonight, I'd like to know who's going to get me to go out. I will. Well, that answers my question. <laughs> Oh, it's you, Gillis. What are you doing out here on the porch? Well, I got nothing better to do. Peg went and went to the movies. Why don't you sit in the house? Uh, Babs is entertaining a boyfriend. That's no know. reason you should freeze out here in this California night air. Yeah, well, we... <laughs> we had a little argument. She didn't want me around. And you know why? How should I know why? I ain't the kind of a guy who goes around snooping on my next-door neighbors. Well, I told her the reason why she don't want me around. You was wrong. It ain't because you're ignorant. <laughs> Gillis, you heard. Yeah, not that you ain't ignorant, Riley, but Babs has another reason for wanting to be alone with that boy. What other reason could there be? What other reason? Yeah. Riley, I can see you've been married a long, long time. <laughs> you've forgotten what it's like to be young. Think back to when you was a boy. You called on girls, didn't you? Yeah, sure, lots of times. And you had the house to yourself? Oh, sure. What happened? Well, nothing much. We'd sit in the parlor and talk, and then she'd say... Isn't that light too glaring? And I'd say, a little, and so she'd turn it out. <laughs> and then? Well, then I'd say, doesn't the light from that street lamp bother you? And she'd say, a little, so I'd pull down the shades. <laughs> and then? Well, then she'd say, that chair you're sitting on isn't very comfortable, is it? And I'd say, not very, so then I'd go over and sit on the couch beside her. <laughs> and then? And then I'd... And then I'd... I'll murder that boy! <laughs> He ain't gonna come around here smooching my daughter. I'll throw him out on his ear. Hey, now, wait a minute, Riley. Don't lose your head. You gotta be sure of your ground. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right, Gillis. Maybe we're all wrong about this. This boy looks like a very nice boy. I took a peek at him when he came in. Very respectable. Yeah, maybe, but appearances can be very deceiving. Yeah. I knew of a young fella, a fine, upstanding, clean-cut youth. He called on a girl once for the first time. Inside of 15 minutes, he proposes to her, she accepts, and they decide to elope. But he's got no dough. So what do you think this fine, clean-cut, upstanding youth does? Well, he gets the girl to tell him where her old man stashes his dough. Takes $50 and the old man's solid gold watch and chain, and they elope and get married. Oh, I don't believe that. No guy could be that low. Oh, no? How do you think I got this here watch and chain? <laughs> Gillis. It was you. That's how you married Honeybee? How could you do a thing like that? Well, I, I know. It wasn't right. And to this very day, I'm, I'm still trying to make amends. Every Father's Day, I write Honeybee's old man, and I say, Pop, forgive and forget. I'm willing to give back the watch and the $50. But Honeybee goes back with him. <laughs> Gillis, you don't think maybe Babs would... Why, she hardly knows this, George. Why, she... Come on, Gillis, I got some investigating to do. Are you with me? J. Edgar Gillis at your service. <laughs> Gillis, they're in the living room here. Wait a minute, Riley. Hey, they ain't here. Where did they go? I hear them in the kitchen. Well, come on. Not so fast. Don't go busting in just like that. Size up the situation first. Get an earful of their conversation. Oh, I don't like to stoop to eavesdropping. You gotta stoop. Them keyholes are too low. <laughs> well, okay. After all, I'm only doing my duty as a father. They're coming. Yeah, we gotta hide. Where? Here, here in this closet. Quick. Gee, it's dark in here. Yeah, there ain't much oxygen. We'll breathe it all up fast. Yeah, but your nose, it'll be gone in no time. <laughs> Riley, you better breathe only through one nostril. Shh. I'm trying to hear what they're saying. Can you make out anything? No, I can't hear a thing. I wish I knew what they were saying. Thanks for the sandwich, Babs. It just hit the spot. Are you sure you had enough to eat, George? Oh, plenty. Oh, say, Babs. Uh, how'd you like to go to a movie tonight instead of staying in? Oh, I'd love to. There's a paper there. Let's see what's playing around here. Well, let's see now. Well, there's Burt Lancaster at the Rialto. Oh, I saw that. Say, this looks good. The Life of Riley. Oh, I saw that, too. It's a scream, but I could see it again. Oh, I don't want you to see it twice on my account. We'll find something else. Oh, I don't mind. Honest, it's a very funny picture. This Riley character's a riot. You know, we kid Daddy about it. He's got the same name as the Riley in the picture, Chester. He was going to sue the movie studio for libel. No kidding. Is there any resemblance? Oh, no. The Riley in the movie's a complete goof. Nothing like Daddy. There's one thing where he needs money, and his kid has a piggy bank for the big dope. Well, Riley? Well, well. Shh, shh, shh. Make out what they're saying? No, no, not yet. They're laughing about something, but I can't hear the words. Get up from that keyhole, Riley. What? Let me. Oh. You don't know the technique like I do. Now, watch how I do it. First, you brush back all your hair from behind your ear. So you can make good contact. Then, you pull your earlobe five or six times like this to tone up the circulation. Then you insert your little pinky into the ear passage, shake it a few times. That's to clear out the dust, the cobwebs, the insects, and etc. <laughs> now you're ready. Get down on your left knee, like this, and holding the face parallel to the door, slowly establish contact with the keyhole. Like this. Well, okay, I'm tuned in. I hear him laughing. Yeah, what are they saying? Wait, wait, it's coming in clearer now. They're talking about... Yeah, yeah. About you. 
Me? I think so. I keep hearing the name Riley. Are you sure they're talking about me? Well, now I'm sure. I just heard the word jerk. <laughs> what do they mean, jerk? Well, well. Oh, no. What's the matter? Oh, this is terrible. What's terrible? Oh, this is horrible. Yeah, well, let me listen. No, get no, Riley, don't, don't, don't. No, okay. It's better you shouldn't hear. <laughs> what, Gillis? I never thought I'd hear things like that said about you under your own roof. I'll throw him out of here. Not him. Her. Her. Babs. Oh, no, she couldn't. What did she say? Well, I didn't catch every word, but my general impression was that she thinks you're a big, dumb, stupid dope. It's no wonder everybody's laughing at you, she said. No. No, not Babsy. I don't believe it. She wouldn't say things like that. No, not about me. She loves me. I'm her favorite father. I won't believe it. <laughs> I won't believe it until I hear it with my own ears. Okay, let's open the door a crack. Right. Now, quiet. Where'd you put my coat, Babs? In the closet. He's coming to get his coat. You'll find us. I don't want him to see us. Give me his coat. I'll hand it to him. You can't do that. <laughs> well, it don't look good for Babs's father to be caught spying in a closet. She'll never forgive me. He mustn't find out I'm her father. But I know. We'll trick him. Pretend we're burglars. You nuts. Oh, we got to. Here he comes. Stick him up. Huh? What is that? I'm pretending I'm a burglar. I mean... <laughs> We're desperate. Out of my way. Oh, no, you don't. Wait, let go of me. Stop it. Let go of me. George, George, what happened? What is it? Oh, oh, what happened? Oh, don't worry, Babs. He's unconscious. He's a burglar. I found him hiding in your closet. Had to knock him out. Well, it was lucky I was here. Look at that vicious mug. Oh. <laughs> oh, Daddy, are you hurt? Daddy? He's my father. Your father? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, he said... Oh, who hit me? Oh, gee, I'm awfully sorry, Mr. Riley. I, I thought... Here, let me help you up. Get out of this house. Oh, but, Mr. Riley, I, I'm sorry I hit you. I, I thought... Get out of this house. But, but, sir... Get out of this house before you break every bone in my body. <laughs> Well, we'll bring you the second act of The Life of Riley in just a moment. And now, it's Tallulah time. I'm Tallulah the tube of And I've got a little something to tell. Your hair can be radiant, oh, so easy. All you gotta do is take me home and squeeze me. I'm Tallulah the tube of And I'll make your hair look swell. It'll shine, it'll glow, so dandruff-free. For radiant hair, get a hold of me. Tallulah, the tube of Prell Shampoo. Yes, folks, for hair that looks swell, just use Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo. Because Prell leaves hair radiant the very first time you use it. Yes, more radiant than any soap shampoo. And Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctor's examinations proved it. Try it. Try Prell. What happens to Riley would fill a book. So you folks would be interested in the amusing new book published by the Movie Readers Library called The Life of Riley. Here's the entire story with illustrations of the new Life of Riley motion picture, and it's available now at your local bookstore.
And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley, where our hero, intellectual giant, irresistible Casanova, and intrepid adventurer of the United States Secret Service is being kicked around by his wife and daughter. I don't want to hear any of your excuses. But Peg, I was I... never so humiliated in all my life. But Babs, I... Hiding in a closet, spying on your own daughter. But Peg, George, I... you'll never ask me for a date again. But Babs... It's but... the most disgraceful thing I ever heard of. But Peg... I won't be able to show my faith in school. But Babs... When the story gets around, they'll all laugh at but me. But Babs, we... Every time Babs... For the love of Mike, will you let me talk? <laughs> There's still free speech in this country, ain't there? Not for you, there isn't. Dictator. That's what you are. Another Mrs. Hitler. <laughs> well, what possible excuse could you have for the way you behaved? Never mind how I behaved. What about how she behaved? What did I That's do? That's no use denying it. I heard you telling a stranger that your own father is a moron. What? I heard you in there laughing at me. Oh. Uh, you see, she admits it. We she weren't admits. talking about you. We were talking about the Riley in the movie, The Life of Riley. You mean the, the movie? Oh. Well, Peggy, it was just a case of mistaken identity. Well, in that case, I accept your apology. <laughs> you accept her apology? Well, I never. When are you going to learn to trust your children and stop this everlasting snooping and spying? Oh, well, no harm done. Oh, you say that every time. I've never had a boy come to this house yet without you driving him away, and I, I'm not going to stand for it anymore. Babs, what happened, happened. It's fate. There's nothing you can do about it. There's oh, yes, you. there is. I'm leaving. What? Babs. Virginia Carpenter has an apartment right near college, and she's always asking me to share it with her. And this time, I'm going to do it. Now, Babsy, dear, don't be silly. Oh, you're don't just... get excited, Peg. She, she's just talking. She don't mean that. You'll see you... if I mean it. I'm going to pack right now. Babs, come back here. Don't... Shh. Well, you see what you did? <laughs> what I did? But you didn't bring her up right. A daughter has got to respect the father. Well, then why don't you act like a father instead of an FBI agent? Yeah, well, I'll act like a father, all right. I'll learn her. Babs, I forbid you to leave this house. It's no use arguing, Daddy. I've made up my mind. I forbid you to leave this house. I'm 17, and I've got a right to lead my own life. I forbid you to leave this house. There's no use shouting. I forbid you to leave this house. <laughs> Please, step aside, Daddy. I forbid you to leave this house. You hear? I absolutely forbid you. <laughs> Peg, I'm getting hoarse. You forbid her while I garble. Now, look here, Barbara Riley. I've had enough of your nonsense. You're acting like a silly child. Mother, please don't make a scene. Now, Babs, I'm now, not going right, to let... Now, she's right, Peg. There's no use arguing with her. There's only one way to settle this, and settle it fast. Call her bluff. You still want to leave home, Babs? Yes. Well, then leave. Go on, leave. Go. I will. Goodbye. Well, I settled that fast. Pat, go after her. Bring her back. Well, why didn't you bring her home with you? Riley, it's better this way. I know how to handle Babs. Now go to sleep. Oh, she'll never come back. Yes, she will. Let her stay at Virginia's tonight. She'll have a good cry, and tomorrow morning she'll feel differently. We've lost her. We've lost our little baby. We've... Riley... I tell you, she'll be back tomorrow. Now go to sleep. Sleep? How can you think of sleep at a time like this? 
That's the trouble with you mothers. You've never been a father. You. I'm out here in the hall. Well, what are you doing out there? Do you realize it's three o'clock in the morning? Come back to bed. I couldn't sleep. What's that box you got there? I got it from the closet. It, it's it's Babs' baby things. Oh, for heaven's sake. I'm glad we saved them. At least we'll have something to remind us of. Oh, Riley, put that box away. Stop being so silly. What's the use of having kids? You slave and sacrifice so they'll grow up healthy and educated. And in the end, what have you got to show for it? A box of family pimentos. <laughs> look. Look, her baby shoes. And look here, the first nail that she ever stepped on. And here's the first piece of sidewalk she fell on her head on. Look, her first tooth. And look at this pretty lock of hair. Oh, that's not Babs's hair. I know, it's mine. She tore it out by the roots. She didn't even like me then. Oh, Riley. She'll be back tomorrow, believe me. You really think so? Yes, I'll go get her. Now stop bawling. Oh. Come on, dry your eyes. I haven't got a handkerchief. Well, here, use mine. No. Hand me her little diaper there. <laughs> came after me, Mother. I, I was coming home anyway. I'm afraid I acted like a silly child. Forget about it, dear. We were all a little excited. Will Daddy be angry? No, he'll be so happy to see you. He's been beside himself. Couldn't sleep all night. Oh, poor Daddy. Oh, Babsy, I want to stop off at the Marks here and get some things for supper. You go on home, dear. Your father must be very anxious. I'll be home soon. All right, Mother. Oh, Babs, that's Riley. Oh, hello, Mrs. Brady. Hello, How's the baby? Dear. Oh, he's just fine. Oh. <laughs> He'll be ten weeks old tomorrow. Oh, Babs, dear, could you do me a big favor? I have to take my little girl Alice to the dentist, and I can't get anyone to mind the baby. Could you do it just for half an hour? Well, I, I've got to get right home. I know. I could take him home with me, and you can pick him up on your way back. Oh, thank you, Beth. <laughs> Come on, Harry. You're coming with Babsy. Half past four. Why ain't she here yet? She should have been here by now. She ain't coming. I know it. She's never coming back. I can't live without her. If she don't come back, the undertaker might as well come and get... No, it's the undertaker. <laughs> the friendly one, Digby O'Dell. Uh, oh, it's you, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking for... You look horrible. Oh, Digger, I feel awful. I'm in terrible trouble on account of my kid. Ah, yes. Children can be most vexing. Do you know what my son did? The young one, marble stone. <laughs> he pilfered a sign from a barber shop and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. Well, why? What did the sign say? Come in. You're next. <laughs> well, I got worse trouble. My babs ran away from home. Oh, you have my sympathy. Yeah. It's a sad thing when a youngster leaves the parental roof. Yeah. They come to a bad end. Like my younger brother. He was in business with me and ran away and joined a circus as a wild animal trainer. To this very day, the family never mentions his name. 
Why not? He's known as Bring Him Back Alive Odell. <laughs> oh, Digger, sometimes I wonder what life is all about. You work, you slave, you suffer, and in the end, where do you wind up? I can give you your choice of several nice locations. <laughs> Babs, don't come back tonight. Never I... fear. She'll come back. Maybe not tonight. Maybe not for years. But eventually, she'll come back begging for forgiveness. Yeah, well, it'll be too late then. I won't forgive her. Oh, come, come, Riley. Be tolerant. Oh. They'd kick me out of my union for saying this, but live and let live. <laughs> no, I'm through being a softie. Your kids take advantage of you. If you want respect, you've got to be a mean father, hard, cruel. I'll never forget how she made me suffer. If she ever shows up, I'll say to her, out. Out of my house. Riley, don't be so melodramatic. You sound like a character out of East Lynn. Yeah, I saw that show. And the father in that play had the right idea. I'm going to be just like he was. I remember the scene where the daughter comes home with a baby in her arms, begging for forgiveness. And outside there's a raging blizzard. And she cries and says, Father, oh, Father... It ain't a fitting night for man or beast. Have pity on me and my babe. But does he forgive her? No. Out, he says. Out, you and your baby. Out into the storm and never darken my door again. Hello, Daddy. I've come home. Out. <laughs> out into the snow. Out, I say, and never darken my door again. Daddy. Out, you and your baby. Good. <laughs> baby. Oh, my poor little Babs, come in quick before you freeze. <laughs> Wait a minute. Baby? Babs, where did you spend the night? <laughs> At Virginia's. This is Mrs. Brady's baby. I'm just minding him for her. Uh oh. Oh, Babsy, darling, I'm so glad you're home. Excuse me for yelling like I did. I got carried away. Now, Riley, settle down. You're all excited. No harm done. As I always say, to be carried away is all very well if it's not being done by Digger O'Dell. The Rileys will return in a moment. There's radiance for you in Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo. Yes, Prell leaves hair radiant two ways. Radiantly lovely and radiantly clean. In fact, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo. Soft, smooth, easy to manage. And Prell removes embarrassing dandruff quickly in as little as three minutes. Doctor's examinations proved it. So give your hair that radiant air with Prell. As Tallulah says... I'm Tallulah, the tube of Prell. And I'll make your hair look swell. It'll shine, it'll glow, so dandruff-free. For radiant hair, get a hold of me. Tallulah, the tube of Prell Shampoo. you this evening. You left right after dinner. Oh, yeah, Peg. I, uh, I got a confession to make. A confession? Yeah, I, uh, I went to see that, uh, that Life of Riley picture. Oh, <laughs> you finally got around to seeing it. Yeah. Peg, you know that Riley character in that picture? He's, uh, he's a kind of a big happy nut, ain't he? Uh? Well, in a way, but amusing. And he's a roughneck, and he's always making trouble for his family. Well? You know, I'm just like him. No. 
Yeah, but don't tell anyone. Let's keep it a secret, huh? <laughs> Gamble invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley. The new Life of Riley movie starring William Bendix as Riley will open this week in St. Paul, Spokane, Washington, and Richmond, Virginia. Tonight's script is by Reuben Shipp, Alan Lipscott, and Dick Powell. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Bigger Odell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And don't forget, Prell's radio offer of a lovely rainproof rain scarf closes midnight Monday, May 9th. So hurry, send your name and address with 25 cents and any size Prell carton to Prell, Cincinnati, Ohio. Be sure to state your color choice, rose, blue, green, or yellow. Send to Prell, Cincinnati, Ohio for your rain scarf now. This offer is good in the United States only. Wash your dishes with ivory snow. It's safe for hands and speedy, too. Lovely hands mean a lovely you. Hi-ho, safe in snow. Wash your dishes in ivory snow. Let your hands tell you why ivory snow is so wonderful for dishwashing. Wash your dishes with ivory snow as millions do. When you see how ivory snow pampers your hands, you'll know it's ideal. It's ivory mild, ivory pure. And remember, it's granulated for speed. No soap made is faster for dishes or kinder to hands than ivory snow. The only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. Yes, for speedier dishwashing, for snow white hands, try wonderful ivory snow. This is Ken Niles reminding you to tune in to this NBC station every Friday night for Jimmy Durante, Eddie Cantor, Red Skelton, and The Life of Riley. Good night. The preceding program was transcribed. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.